Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. It's a holiday. It is a holiday, but uh, the cats never stops, and neither do we. And yeah, neither of us have to work, so why wouldn't we record today? Yeah, that is nice. It's all you know. Do you know why it's a holiday? Um. Well, some would say July Fourth is a holiday because of America's independence from British rule. Or, like, patriotism or, like, sacrifice. But I think it's a holiday because um, I got to eat a hot dog. Yeah, I'm not really feeling about uh, celebrating this country this year, that's for sure. Yeah, patriotism is, uh, like, not in the cards for me either currently. No, no. So. But I mopped my floor. So it's a holiday because we mopped the floor. Floor mopping! Woo! Yep. It's always a holiday when you mop the floor. It is, because, like, when else would you do it? Exactly. I mean, it makes any day a holiday. Um, I did get uh, go up to my parents' cabin and spend a couple of days with them and my cousin and uh, my cousins and um, one of my cousin's kids. Um, I just want to share this very brief anecdote. Um, uh so we were watching Naked and Afraid XL because my mom <sighs> loves that yes. show. Like, we have a TV up there because, like, my parents, my dad, like, literally works up there sometimes. And it's a place where they're, they're probably going to retire there someday. Um, <laughs> and uh, usually we don't watch a lot of TV there. It's usually a lot of um, uh, Antique Roadshow, uh, Good Morning America, yeah. and Naked and Afraid XL. So, or Naked and Afraid, the whole series, not sponsored. Um, and so we're watching this and, uh, my dad and my sister's friend are going to go out fishing. Um, and she has a, a dog. His name is Barkley. And oh. yeah, he's really sweet and he's like almost two years old and he's pretty good, um, being like away from his parent, but, uh, when she left, all of us were inside watching this, and he was like, guys, uh, let me in, please. I don't like being alone. Like, I don't care if she's gone. I just don't like being alone. So, it had been kind of raining, so he was wet. So, I volunteered. I went and sat outside with this, a very large dog. I, I have some bruises <laughs> on my lap because he likes being a lap dog, and he was whining even after I oh. was outside. So I was watching through the screen door, because I was still watching Naked and Afraid XL. It was the finale, of course. Obviously. Obviously. Cue my cousin's two-year-old coming up to the sliding glass door and just saying bye-bye and sliding it shut. (laughs) I, I And then he puts his face on the glass, sticks his tongue out at me, and then I'm like, okay, dog off my lap. I get up. He flicks the lock closed. It's one of those, like, up-down ones. That little... Pooper. But here's the thing. His little two-year-old legs couldn't get him fast enough to the other screen door right across. So I went in and I was like, it's going down. And he's just giggling. He's just losing it. This kid loves, like, buttons and doors. Uh, He spent half the time up there when we were indoors a little bit rainy. Um, so when we were trying to keep him entertained, uh, we spent half the time letting him like set the fan, like from pressing the different buttons. <laughs> he had it figured out by like 
the end of the weekend. He's like, you guys want to go in sanitized mode? Beep, boop, boop. Got it. I'm too. I can't have a full conversation, but I know how to turn this fan on and off. So much so that we had to turn off the power strip and be like, "Uh uh-oh, it's broken because he wouldn't stop playing with it to eat. Um, yeah, I had a, I was babysitting a two year old once mm-hmm. and I had him brush his teeth before bed, like a responsible babysitter. Right. Right. But then he didn't want to stop. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's a, that's another thing. Two year olds like love. Um, I think there's a lot of like kids and toddler age. They love like copying whatever their parents do. Um, the funny thing about the fan situation is when he first saw it, when he walked in, he was like, can I. I don't remember. It was, he either said, may I, or please, and, like, pointed at it, and uh, they were like, yeah, of course you can play with it, like, and then he started. It was He's a very polite, very intelligent, but also um, pretty ruthless. Um, don't know why I got uh, the, the yeah. lockout treatment. Um, oh, it was funny. I'd lock you out. Yeah. It, it was I just, mean. like, it was a good moment. We don't have a lot of little kids right now in her family so he's kind of star of the show yeah just want to let everyone know i am bullied by uh other people besides maureen and um yes yes and one of them's a two-year-old and he's getting very good at it yeah he honestly if he had been able to get a little faster to that other sliding door um You'd still be out there. Yeah, to this I day. got that bye bye line. I because I I was like, oh hi, you're coming over to say hi to me, and he's just like bye bye, and I'm like uh, bye bye, and he's just just with such fluidity. And then as soon as I'm like what, and get up, the lock clicks, and I I probably could have gotten to the other door faster if I hadn't been laughing so hard. Um, uh, anyway, have you read anything? Yeah, well, um, so you know, I have a new job. Yes. And I don't know if I've really mentioned, actually, what I'm doing now. I mean, you don't have so, to. I don't really talk about my work too much. Well, no, I just want to say I'm working for Dark Horse Comics. It's really sick. Really cool. Really which is super cool. Great time. Please anyway, do not so, contact um, any of our employers. Oh, God, no. You can, yeah, if you Jesus need Christ. to contact us, the best way to do it is through wcwitcast at gmail.com. Anyways, so for my job, I get to read a lot of comics. Um, so um, and I was working through um, these old archives. I was doing a project because I, I handle a lot of files and I was doing a project on all these old comics. So I'm reading a lot of um, uh, like 70s sci-fi horror comics. Okay. They're not, they're, uh, I find them either, they're like, they're like these, um, it's from like this um, magazine, like the Warren magazines, okay. like eerie uh-huh. The Eerie magazines. Oh, um, okay. So they're like, they're like, all I don't know, these submitted, like, they, they're like issues that ran, I don't know if it was like every week or month or something. Right, right. And I, I find them mostly um, either too horny or too, uh, trying to be too edgy. Okay, yeah. And that's great. I'm like, not really there for that, but it is kind of, it, it's cool because I'm also like looking like, oh, this is how they do I feel like a lot of like beginner work. Like, that's everyone writes stuff that's either oh, yeah. too horny, too edgy, or, like, too something or another. It happens. Yeah. And that's and that's good. If you're writing a Mary Sue, that's good. You're writing. But I would... So, all these are kind of like, ah, like, none of these... Are, but one really entertained me, and I would like to tell you about that one. I got... And one of these issues um, is a comic called The Jalopy Scheme Ooh. by Fernanda... 
the jalopy scheme by Fernando Fernandez. Oh, sick. And I just like that name. Yeah, um, he's a he's a uh, Spanish comic artist and writer, and it's hard to find info on this one comic series. So I'm going to tell you about this comic. Okay. Because it was a delight to read. Uh-huh. So we have our main characters. Bruce Bloodletter. Oh. And Muffy. And Mu- Muffin. Muffy? Muffin. 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 They call he calls her Muffy. And um uh, long story short, they run into a dude who's got a classic car. Wow, it's a cool classic car. And they're like, Have you seen the Pleasure Center? Uh-huh. And they're like, What? No. Yeah, let's go. And um so it did have a computer with titties. Well, so we did have a titty computer. That's like and neither here nor there, you know. But and she tells them, "I will grant you your deepest desire." Oh well, and you know what Bruce Bloodletter like desires? Sorry, I feel like there's ever a time for a computer to have titties. It's when it's called the pleasure center. That's like okay. Yeah, but you know what Bruce Bloodletter's deepest desire is? What? A vintage car. So he gets a vintage car. No strings attached for free. Do you think this and is the ace representation we've been waiting for? Maybe. I mean, Bruce I don't know if he was considering any other, like, more carnal things, but, um... No, this man wanted a vintage car. So, Titty Computer gave him a vintage car. Good for him. Yeah. And, and so they're driving, he's driving with Muffy, and it's a Mind Link car. And there's crashes. Is... I'm sorry. a scheme. Is Muffy an animal? Or just a... No, it's a woman. Oh, okay. I You didn't clarify who Muffy was. I suppose I, I didn't... I don't know if Bruce Blood... Blood whoever was a man, but... I... Muffy could have gone And then it turns way. out... <laughs> Bruce Bloodletter and Muffy are agents. What? Agents of the Federation IRS. This is a comic about taxes. Apparently, he did educational comics about taxes. So these guys are tax IRS agents. And this whole vintage car thing is a tax scheme to take all the money that people were going to get from taxes. And they're going to spend it on vintage cars instead. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so they're tax (laughs) agents, but they're also tax fraudsters? No, no, no. The, the scheme is by someone else who gives you a free vintage car from this pleasure center. And then you link your mind with it because they're mind control cars because this is obviously the future. Um, and you become so obsessed with the car because of the mind link that you'll when the evil guy comes to take the car away, you're willing to give literally all your money to him. Oh. And then there's no money left for taxes. Okay, quick pause. Quick. I was able to follow the 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 plotline a bit a little bit better because uh, i wasn't reading it i need to know real quick um so if i went to the pleasure center and i was like um my deepest desire is a beautiful woman um who loves me would they still give me a vintage car gosh i hope so because that's like from what you're saying is are we just like only finding people who want vintage I- cars and being like maybe hey. i mean it's when you described it now that i'm thinking back on the plot that might be the whole thing. Like, they're, like, like at, like, a vintage car, like, I don't know, event. Because we did, 
the first thing we did in this comic is we met a guy with a really cool vintage car. Right. He's like, yeah, I spent all my money on it. And they're like, but you left some for your taxes, right? And he was like, no, there's none left for taxes. And we're like, they're like, oh, that's not cool. But wow, what a cool vintage car. And so that's why Bruce had to have his own. Here's the thing. I love it. I love it. But it's kind of, the educational part, I feel, is getting a little lost on me. It's kind of like VeggieTales. Like, yeah. not enough people realized, like, so a lot of, some of them were very heavily, like, Christian from the Bible, like, religious. But also, yeah. quite a few people, few people, like, did not realize VeggieTales, like, straight up was a Christian, like, uh, like, I wouldn't, I mean, propaganda, but it was also children's entertainment. So, yeah, I don't think you can really, the point wasn't usually to indoctrinate was to entertain Christian kids. Um, yeah, because what else are they going to do? So I feel like, I feel like we... Yeah, I don't know what the other... There's, like, two other, I think, comics for it, which I don't so know funny. if it's supposed to be educational, but the Google was saying educational series about comic about taxes. But, uh, you know, I just... Bruce and Muffy, an actual line in this comic, is we have the latest technology of IRS weaponry. Man, and how, like, oh, it's okay. so annoying being in the future and having to stop the, uh, basically, the, here's the thing, it's not really a Ponzi scheme because they're getting a car. <laughs> oh, but then it comes and takes, they take the car away and oh. you gotta buy it back. Okay. That's where, and then the, I don't know, society's collapsing because all the tax money is being spent on these vintage cars. What a wild scam. It was, it was, it was a delight. I had a great, it was one of those, I was slogging through a lot of comics that were kind of like, I mean, and most of them were just kind of like, nothing to write home about. You know, I was like, okay, this isn't bad. Yeah. And like, oh, it had good art p- pieces and like, you know, maybe like some right. good story, but for the most part, none of them really caught my eye. But this one, oh, this one was such a delight. Bruce, his name is Bruce Bloodletter, and he's a tax agent. I mean, honestly, good for him. I hope I come across his other comics. been a uh, noir uh, detective, and instead he was like, hang on. Hang on. I better pay the government. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? This is a little bit, um, this is fairly, I I would say, uh, topical. For, yeah. for a 4th of July episode, I guess. Yeah. Um, t- pay your taxes. Uh, I, in an entirely different, but also kind of vintage, um, like, thorough way of what I've been reading, um, I went to the Minneapolis Pride again, and I went to the Quatrefoil uh, library tent. Oh. And they have a bunch of, you know, uh, uh, books from you know lgbtq folks yeah. and like about that subject and a lot of it it's like they're weeded books like stuff they already have like have copies of yeah they don't need it anymore in the library or this they've gotten um and they sell it for like dirt cheap so we go yeah. there every time and we, we went there twice this year um <sighs> and i got new books but i realized i'm like man i gotta finish some of the books i got like last year i can't just keep collecting these um i mean I yes can, you can I will I sure will, but I got to read some. So I started reading, um, just this past week, uh, Different Daughters, um, a book by Mothers of Lesbians by uh, Louise Rafkin, who was the editor, put it all together. Yeah, so it's from 1987, so it's a little bit 
dated when it comes to lesbian literature. However, I love yeah. reading lesbian literature, even when it's from a while ago. And uh, it's just a collection of uh, moms writing about their experience of their daughters coming out. And, you know, think about a lot of these mothers are, like, from, like, the 1950s, 1960s. Yeah. Like, when they grew up. And so in, like, the 70s and 80s, their daughters are coming out as lesbians. And um, uh, she, like, it was a put-out-to-the-public sort of thing. So a lot of these were submissions. Um, and some of them were interviews. And she kind of was like, it can be poems. It can be whatever. And I've only read, um, like, two of the collection so far. And it's been very interesting um, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, it, it's just an interesting collection to read. Nice. And yeah. we love lesbians, because I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangled Song. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? So last time, oh, it was our penultimate episode. Yes, we and have one chapter left. Woofda. And it, it was um, it was quite it was quite an episode, to be fair. Yeah. Um, we we so I I know other stuff happened, but let's just get to the heart of the matter. The main thing is uh, two ShadowClan cats fell into the ThunderClan camp and broke their necks. Um, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Crowfeather confessed his love and, like, uh, uh, Leafpool's, like, all confused about it. Um, but let's, like, I need to know, Maureen, what do we do about the two ShadowClan bodies that we have on our hands? We're not going to find out. God, no, do they never address it? Oh, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure they don't. Like, I don't even know if we'd know who fell down. Like, they're never even named. If there are any, I know you read the book, Maureen. I know, and I trust, and I, you probably, I don't know if you would have guessed how invested I was going to be about these two nameless, faceless cats. Um, so maybe you just missed something. It's, she didn't. She's great at her job, everyone. Well, this isn't she's good at this podcast guys and her job um <laughs> i'll so, get good at my job eventually once i get all my training <laughs> if there are i'm gonna put a call out for any fic writers who can tell me about these two maybe tragically doomed lovers maybe oh. maybe two brothers um i'm assuming they're males maybe two ladies who knows I mean, maybe, like, maybe maybe they'll bring it up in the next book, but honestly, it's not something I was really looking for, so I guess we'll find out, but I, I kind of think they're going to stay. wiki editors out there who, who know who these guys are, and if we ever address it, please let us know. WCWITcast.gmail.com Well, um, yes, that was, that was something that happened, but we're actually going to go back to this uh, battle. Oh. Is yeah, it still happening? I suppose, like, only some people ran for it. We didn't really... Well, Mudclaw and Hawkfrost ran. And Brambleclaw's oh, right. running after them. Oh, God, it's about to be so stupid. 
So Brambleclaw is pursuing Mudclaw and Hawkfrost down the hill. Rain filled the air and washed away the fleeing cat's scent. And Brambleclaw wasn't sure that he was going the right way. But Fury gives him speed. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going fast. Hey man, I don't want to like burst any bubbles because apparently your confidence is like paper thin. Um, but that we just watched some people straight up die doing that sort of thing. It was a little more panicked, but blind gusto is also yeah. a good way to go. Curse flat. Well, the flash of lightning lights up the hillside, revealing his enemies ahead of him. Mudclaw had almost reached the lake shore, while Hawkfrost was a few tail lengths behind him. Two or three other shapes ran alongside them, and Brambleclaw isn't sure if they are his clanmates or not. He keeps going, forcing an extra burst of speed. The next lightning flash showed that he had halved the distance. The marsh is slippery and forces him to slow, and mud plasters his legs and belly fur. He snarls in frustration, imagining Mudclaw and Hawkfrost escaping him. Any sense of kinship with Hawkfrost had vanished. He feels <laughs> hollow. <laughs> You're not my brother. You were meeting up with a different uh, man? You have a different brother? He's like, it, it actually... I mean, yeah, I'm evil. I thought you like got that. I thought I made that expressively clear. Yeah, like your girlfriend got it. Like, yeah, we were making, we were meeting up to hang out. We were meeting up to plan a coup. I looked at you and was like, you know, he's not quite questioning his loyalty enough. I'm gonna put some ingredients in a into his little brain stew and start simmering up that. Um, maybe this is my bad. Maybe I pulled this trigger too early. Maybe if I had put enough, like, uh, doubt your place in ThunderClan, but, you know what, I'm much more intelligent than you are, so I went with the definitely more likely to betray his clan and everything guy, to be fair. Yeah. Oof. To be, to be second. Can you imagine? You're not even chose by your half-brother. Ouch. Half-brother. Evil brother doesn't want you for his evil plans. Actually, it's kind of a compliment to you, but I guess... Let's Adopted be dad doesn't want you as his deputy. The the emotional development has been like a yo-yo. Like, we're one place, then we're back to the other place, then we're, we're, we think we're going a different way, but then we're back to the same place. It's, it's really inconsistent. And, like, he has more information now. And, like, this was kind of like the like the biggest thing you could do to like make him mad but also with the way bramble claw has been acting it, it's like this is the biggest thing that would have made, made bramble claw mad last book not yeah. this book because this book bramble claws like back to questioning his place and thunder clan sort of situation so i'm excited for the chapter for us to have um the switch flipped like 15 more times because once again <laughs> there is i i do think there's something we've said about the emotional manipulation that yes has been done to him however 
if we're not going to make it explicit, like we haven't really set up the fact that he's in a super like vulnerable mental state. We've just kind of been like, he's acting like this now. Um, it's bad writing. All right. Or so. maybe it's not bad writing. It's just unsatisfying or it's confusing. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. I never know what he's thinking. And he's the main character. I'm literally in his head. Well, he feels hollow with a sense of betrayal right now. That's what he's okay. that's what he's thinking. Well, at least I know we'll see how long this lasts. Maybe he'll say something to you again and you'll be like, My brother, my only brother that I know of. Well, if Hawkfrost thought he could escape a fight because they were kin, he was wrong. I will only escape a fight for my sister. Because we have a much different relationship, but I refuse to treat any of her with any kind of the respect I've given you. A shape ahead of it doesn't feel like that. (laughs) A shape ahead of him flounders in the mud. He pounces, but the mud makes him land awkwardly, and before he can Uh, recover, a heavy weight lands on him. That's why they call him Mud Claw. It's a secret mud attack. (laughs) Traitor! Brambleclaw gasps, and he tries to throw Mud Claw off, but only sinks into the mud, and he batters Mud Claw with his hind paws helplessly. Brambleclaw braces. doing the kick thing. Yeah. My cat does that with my feet under the bed, under the covers. It, it's like, it's it, so cute. It's pretty silly. It's but so also, cute. it's literally how they kill. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. <laughs> so he's doing that. Um, so he braces himself for Mudclaw's fangs in his throat. But a massive tabby rears up behind him and swatted Mudclaw in the head. Hawkfrost was now grappling with the Wind Clan warrior in the mud. And Brambleclaw is very confused. It's a mind game! I actually don't know what to think, but I, I, I do know this is about to be a lot dumber than I want it to be. Yeah, probably. That's why I let us have a whole uh, episode for this chapter. Okay. <laughs> Lightning flashes, showing Hawk Frost standing over Mudclaw, one paw on his belly and the other on his throat, pinning him to the ground. His pelt is soaked, and his ice-blue eyes blaze. Brambleclaw and Hawk Frost stare at each other. You saved my life, Brambleclaw says, his voice shaking. Why, Hawk Frost? Why did you help me and not him? Mudclaw rises on the ground and spits insults. <laughs> hawk frost ah! <laughs> i was like let's wait real quick quick side note what do you think he's saying probably, probably some words. really bad words yeah yeah some bad words i feel like mudclaw would swear he's actually saying the f word and that's why they're all just, that's why they're just saying yeah not themselves. it's not even like the warrior cats like it's not like no he's not saying eat dirt he is saying real mean yeah curses. real 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 curse words so we're not even gonna we're not even gonna go yeah, there we should move along <laughs> rude. Even in the dark, he can't break away from those compelling ice-blue eyes. For a few moments, it seemed as if they were alone in the world, enclosed by the turmoil of the storm. Why is this written like a romance novel? It's his brother. It's like they, it's like they were writing 
like they got so in the groove when writing about like leaf pool and crow feather they forgot to turn it off <laughs> when talking about two literal brothers they're like uh in the storm they're facing off one's betrayed one's not uh, wait a minute these guys are related yeah what's an yeah. intense brother brother moment i guess but it's, there's a lot of emotion know. here all, All I'm love. thinking right now is that 2005 scene in Pride and Prejudice where it's pouring rain and they, he's like, will you marry me? And she's like, absolutely not. I hate your guts. But instead it's like, w- I saved your life. And he's like, I'm very confused. <laughs> Why do you do that also we're brothers? You helped Mudclaw, Brambleclaw stammered. You attacked WindClan, but now... Hawkfrost bows his head and says true. He joined Mudclaw because he believes that he is the rightful leader of WindClan. But you're my brother, Brambleclaw. How could I let him kill you? I mean, you can be brothers and disagree highly on uh, your political uh, like values. Yeah, yeah. This is actually maybe a little more maybe accurate to actual siblings than we expected. You can be relatives with someone and fundamentally disagree with them. Well, his words strike Brambleclaw like a blow. It was as if Hawkfrost knew all along that One Whisker hadn't been appointed deputy in the right way. And he feels relief that he isn't the only one to fear that StarClan wouldn't approve of him as the new WindClan leader. We suddenly get a flashback and he was just in the room and no one thought to like, I don't know, look behind one corner. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hawkfrost explains that Mudclaw persuaded him to join. He promised to leave RiverClan in peace if he and some of his clanmates helped him drive out one whisker. Hey, we should listen to Mudclaw, because maybe Mudclaw's yelling, uh, he is lying right now. That's not what happened. Mudclaw snarls for Hawkfrost to tell Brambleclaw what else he promised. Oh, oh. Tell him how Hawkfrost came to him and offered to help if he made him WindClan's deputy. Oh. And helped Hawkfrost take over RiverClan later. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, whoa, hold on. So, he's like, I'll help you kill your leader. Unprompted. By you. Unpro- he just sidled up to him you like, to make hey. me deputy. As if there weren't other, yeah. like... See, this, I'm, I'm just going to point this out. This isn't where I was going, but this would fall apart, like, real fast. Because there's literally other people in WindClan that agree with Mudclaw that would be yeah. like, um, why is he choosing this outsider to be deputy? Like, it would have fallen apart real quick after that because uh, your strongest mm-hmm. allies within your own clan would have been pretty peeved at you mudclaw not very smart yeah. dude i now understand i kind of see now why you weren't chosen to be leader um because you here's the thing playing to your loyalty means randos and their kids will show up to beat the crap out of somebody when there's just a hint that you might be in trouble um but here, I, here's my idea though this has been a long yeah. con all along. This is just Tiger. This is Tiger Star 2.0. Yeah, he's like, make me your deputy. Who in their right mind would trust a conniving little guy? You know what he wanted to do? He wanted to become the deputy, make Mudclaw do all the dirty work, and then 
go behind his back and stab him. So then he could have been the leader of the combined, the now combined wind clan, uh, river clan, and eventually all the clans. Are you absolutely kidding me? Tiger clan, tiger clan 2.0 or blood clan 2.0. Like, yeah, it's so obvious. Hawk Hawk clan. clan. Like it's, it's, Mudclaw is an absolute idiot for agreeing to that. If he wasn't already planning on double crossing this little guy and like taking him, well, he's really strong. So that's the thing. They're both, like, planes and making a really strong uh, warrior do, like, their dirty work for them. However, yeah, like, if if Mugclaw didn't see through that very obvious betrayal and waiting, like, bro, no wonder. Like, bro. you're gonna trust a dude, as you said, who came unprompted and was like, hey, I'll help you kill your leader, huh? Like... And you just be like, wow, not going to look this gift horse in the mouth. You should. You should. Because that that horse has a gun in its mouth. Oh, my God. His tongue is on the trigger. (laughs) Like, I'm not. (laughs) This is wild. Um, That. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, How are we feeling about this Brambleclaw? Well, before before we find out, would you like to hit me with a cat fact? Sure, I'm reeling, so. Good thing okay, we have a light for the coming up, folks. <laughs> so, we are going to 2009. And this one, I would say, is pretty fun, pretty silly. I distinctly remember seeing this one. Like, I know for a fact I saw this one. Like, I don't know if it was like sent to me or just like was on like facebook or like it was just like on my youtube friend page but i definitely saw this one um (laughs) maureen do you want to guess neon cat close very close this one all right just as cute this is surprised kitty so this is the very (gasps) short viral video of uh the person going to their kitty and the kitty going like when they put their hands up like literally all of their fingers and toes going up and being like all their beads yeah um and a little i i actually need to switch up my um uh like pre-cat fact disclaimer guys uh here's the new disclaimer because it's getting sad to say this every time oh so many of these turned into nfts including surprise kid Uh. and I'm sick of saying it, um, and this one kind of especially kind of made me upset. Uh, I'll get into that a little bit later. But, like, I have good reason to not like NFTs, and just, you can research it on your own. I'm not going to tell you why. Uh, Like, I'm not going to make you, like, just believe me. Like, go and do your own research. However, here's a quick rundown of why I don't like it. A lot of the work has been stolen. A lot of stolen artwork to Mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies and nfts a lot of the times are scams they are scamming you it's an unregulated uh just whole situation and it's it's a scam and three yeah it's just the environmental cost is pretty rough like i know there's other things and there's definitely worse things but it's such an easy thing to not do (laughs) so like don't like feed into it because Literally, it, so many people are just losing money 
for what an eight second clip you can go watch on youtube like you want to own uh, that it's uh, that's weird commission an artist if you want commission to an artist art. for them to draw a really cute cat but let's go back to 2009 before anyone knew what an nft was um, <laughs> great time uh so in this video it's a video of it is a, a gray and white kitten with like a pretty much her entire body is white except for like or, or gray except for a white stripe and their paws all their paws are white and they have little pink tootsies with some little speckles and uh and just as soon as they're being like tickled with two like big human hands and this is like a small cat like they can't be older than maybe a month like their eyes are open mm-hmm. and stuff but this is a baby and they're baby, going tickle, 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 and then as soon as the person's hands go up they're, they're all their paws go up. Like it's, it's oh. a classic. It's so funny and cute. I, I, Serotonin. Do have, I do have the original video linked, um, in the description. Th- that's another thing about my disclaimer. I will be linking some of these creators and some of the stuff that they're promoting includes NFT stuff. Once again, I'm not endorsing these NFTs. Um, like I'm not, Obviously. I'm not directly linking to the NFTs cause I don't think you should buy it, but the original creators have linked to it and you know educate yourself make your own choice but this is a non-nft podcast um anyway so in 2009 uh this was uploaded on october 13th uh by the uh youtuber or it's just like the, uh, the person raza fly yeah. which you know everyone on youtube had like different usernames this is kind of oh yeah pre like linked to everything you weren't thinking you were gonna you were everyone was putting random things on youtube at this point yeah um this was still when the internet was anonymous yeah and it is a short video of the youtuber's friend's kitten whose name was attila fluff oh as attila the hun but instead it was attila the fluff or attila fluff um and that's a um, hilariously appropriate name because this per this kitten is aggressively cute. Um, so good. And I would say that we're actually kind of getting into the part of the internet where it's going viral in the way that we recognize in modern mm-hmm. internet culture. Like, yes. stuff in like 2003, 2002, like, it was like memes were different. Like, they lasted for years. Like, they were going on and on. And even this meme, I would say, is like a slower moving one than what you see nowadays. Mm-hmm. But the the scope and, like, where it went is very similar to what you see nowadays. Um, so it popped off pretty quickly because, um, you know, it's a cute uh, kitten video. It got about uh, 7 million views within the first two weeks. Crazy successful. And uh, at this moment, we have about 79 million views. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Nice. It's pretty darn viral. And it started to gain popularity pretty quickly after it was uploaded. It was only about a month in, in like, late November where it, like, got submitted to, like, Reddit and then started racking up comments and, like, people were, like, following it. It got uh, put on College Humor's website and (sighs) then, like, on, like, the website Cute Overload, which you might remember. Um... Oh, yeah. And uh, another one, um, uh, another one you remember is Ray William Johnson, who made uh, the YouTube channel Equals Three, which was like that <gasps> was like 
what you watched on YouTube <laughs> at this point. Um, and it also uh, got featured on um, uh, Tosh, Daniel Tosh uh, did it on Tosh.0 oh. in 2010. <laughs> and even, and ABC Gosh. News even showed it on their morning like show. So it's oh. it's going viral. Um, so much so that it became like covered by like reputable and like not just other YouTubers covering it, but like newscasters. Um, it was on Huffington Post in uh, like 2010. And then also uh, the next year um, in November, Animal Planet was like, hey, this is America's cutest cat of I don't know of, of yeah. all time or of just that year but because uh, I believe I tried to go through this link and it was broken so uh, it's yeah. either of all time Attila has that uh, so yeah. what what's happening now well the original video creator uh, made it an NFT um, and it seems very much just for the money. Um, I would yeah, say which, one cool I mean, thing is it did, like, the video did get, like, a shout-out in the movie Emoji Movie. And it seems like the person, the creator, did get, like, like compensation for that because they're literally good. tweeting about it. So that's good, it seems. I wonder, like, what the agreement is between, like, the owner of the cat and the NFT or, like, the sorry, the uh, videographer because... All the uh, sources I saw, it was, like, a, a friend's cat, but it was, like, oh. not their video. So, I, I don't know what the situation is. Yeah. And I also couldn't find a lot of information about Attila outside of the fact that of her name. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and going on to the t- creator's Twitter, um, they stopped posting... Mm, Oh, like a little, like in November 2021, which was when this video, wa- when the video was uh, uh, auctioned off. So it seems they were mainly Aww. doing it to do the NFT thing. And this is where I kind of got like annoyed because I uh, know your meme did an article about the NFT like uh, auction before it was happened. And mm-hmm. um, the creator literally said, um, Quote, I had reservations about engaging with NFTs, but the more that I've seen viral videos and memes succeeded NFT spaces, um, and the more I talked about it, uh, you know, the more I realized it was like a, a rare opportunity not many people get. So you're telling me you know what's wrong with NFTs and you still did it. <sighs> Although in this economy... If you could make a few thousand dollars. And that's something they did. They also said in this same article, it's also inspiring to see how artists who haven't like been able to get in like traditional art spaces. Yeah. Getting and being able to show the work. However, I think there is space for digital galleries and exploring like art beyond the boundaries of traditional yeah. art spaces, aka what comics have been doing for literally decades mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Think about how web comics existed and how mailing. Yeah. Mm. So we don't have to rely on NFTs to redefine 
successful art and artist. Yeah, no, for sure. So it, I like when I started this series, uh, this mini series of CapEx, I didn't realize it was going to get me so heated as like an artist and a creative (laughs) person. And I hope everyone's okay with us like popping off about this, but I might, unless I find like the next ones I'm looking into as I, if, all of them just end up being NFTs. We might put a pause on this because it's becoming a little bit redundant for everyone, especially in cases like this where I yeah. couldn't find a lot about the literal cat. Um, yeah, we want to know about Attila. I don't. I don't care about NFTs. Oh, I mean, I I don't support NFTs and I care about it in that way. But I don't want to hear about these NFTs. I want to hear about Attila the cat. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, pretty much all. All I found out in the interview. Um, was it it the, the the creator was 15 when they originally recorded it um mm-hmm. and it was on their like little flip camera phone and and wow. then like it went viral kind of like in a really unexpected way yeah um, I, I also it was also featured on like uh we are the millers or uh that movie i i don't know i they must have watched yeah. i haven't seen that movie in a hot minute um so I, but I don't know anything about Attila. Um, well, I hope she's happy, healthy, and thriving. Yeah, and I hope if um, she has already passed because 2009, if she was three, or if she had just been like, if, it seems like she was like 10 months old at the oldest. Yeah, it looked like she was a kitten. So from my uh, memory that's of it. The estimate that the creator gave it was like 10 months old because it was like a friend's Mm -hmm. mother's cat yeah so um then they would be the kitten would have been about at this point like what 14 15 yeah so Attila could be out there still tickling yeah being tickled I should say so I understand why the creator of the video might not have still have touch with this random (laughs) person but um you know I hope Attila is still doing great, and I hope if uh, Attila has passed, that she had a really great life, Um, because she was a beautiful kitten that brought a lot of people joy, and at one point, we'll still bring people joy. The world's cutest cat, or at least by animal planet standards, which is pretty awesome. Um, Yeah, so that was today's cat fact. Once again... I wanted this to be, like, memes flash from the past and not NFT hate uh, five minutes with Brenna. So I'm hoping to continue this. Um, and I might just, like, I don't want to necessarily cut out the part if they end up being NFTs. But maybe I'll just stop looking into it and getting so mad. <laughs> so we just had... Mudclaw accused Hawk Frost of being the one who had this idea. Uh, oh, wait, wait a second. Um, Hawk Frost tries to use manipulate, but uh, Mudclaw counters with facts and evidence. It's highly effective. I hope. What? Hawk Frost's eyes widen. Brambleclaw, don't listen to him. He says, "Why would he want to leave River Clan?" And why would he need to ask any cat for that kind of help? Hawkfrost lifts his head, and Brambleclaw thinks that he's never seen a cat look so noble, even bleeding and muddy from battle. You don't know him! 
You don't know him. This is, he's literally using the line that the evil doppelganger uses when he wants you to shoot the original copy. Like, I was like about to make the joke that this is like the scene in those movies where like, someone gets cloned and they're like, I'm the real uh, Hawk Frost. You can trust me. But the thing is, we don't even know the real Hawk Frost. Like we, there's, if I, if I was Brambleclaw and I said, Hawk Frost, tell me something that no one else knows that I know about you. Uh, our, our dad is, uh, Tiger Star. Nope. Other people know that. Everybody found that out. That was a very public revelation. Um, uh, we've been having weird dreams. That's like not very specific. And also we've never, we never like, that opens up a whole nother can of worms. Like we've never talked about that. So how do I know you're not just like some evil ghost clone from my dreams? Like, honestly, the, the magic dream part is the only card he can really play right now, but the time to talk about that kind of passed. Also, Brambleclaw, I'm putting a lot of faith in you to not be the stupidest cat ever. Like, I'm begging you to redeem yeah. yourself right now. Hawkfrost says that if he is to lead RiverClan one day, it'll be by the warrior code or not at all. Liar, Mudclaw spat. And Hawkfrost shakes his head. He only did what he thought was right, he tells Brambleclaw. Can he honestly say he never had any doubts about One Whisker's leadership? And Brambleclaw can't say anything, because he did have doubts. As Brambleclaw hesitated, Mudclaw heaved upwards, throwing Hawkfrost off of him. Brambleclaw prepares to fight, but Hawkfrost recovers quickly and lashes out furiously at the WindClan cat. Mudclaw veered to the side, then turned and fled, his shadow soon lost to the night. Without another word, Hawkfrost took after him, leaving Brambleclaw to follow. I mean, you don't have to. This has been a lot of chasing two dudes who are telling you very confusing things. We could just, like, we kind of, we've, like, done what we needed to do. Those two could just, like, have it out on their own. You don't need to find out. Like, whoever lives is the one who gets to control the story at this point. Yeah. Like, you know what they say, history is written by the victors? Like, yeah. I guess I guess I understand why he is following them, because he wants to know, but uh, both of them are absolute liars. So, well, maybe yeah. not Mudclaw. Honestly, Mudclaw just might be a jerk. We don't really have any proof that he's a liar, because he's not really hidden the fact That's that true. he is not happy about the situation. Yeah, that is true. And I guess I don't really have any actual proof that Hawkfrost is a liar, except for vibes, and I am right that he is a terrible, gross, deceiving liar manipulator. Yeah. Lightning flashes again. Over the roar of thunder, Brambleclaw hears someone calling his name. He turns to see Squirrelflight standing beside him eyes wide with horror. What are you doing? She gasps. You're letting him go. What? No, Brambleclaw says. She doesn't understand. Oh, shoot. She heard what Mudclaw said. Hawkfrost helped him to be deputy of WindClan and take over RiverClan. He's dangerous, Brambleclaw. Well, I mean... 
I understand why she's mad, but also that was a lot to process, and he was about to go after them. Yeah, he I was. mean, she can't read his mind. Oof, duh, this is about to get... Lightning tore the sky. It lights up a cat on the shore that's opposite of the island. Boy Island. Boy Island. We're across the lake from Boy Island. Oh my god. Finally. We're not on Boy no. Island. We're on the shore across the lake. Well, from Boy okay, Island. I guess we get Sorry. to look at it. We get to admire it. It's Mudclaw. And in the same heartbeat, an ear splitting crack sounded across the water. The lightning cracks down on the top branches of one of the trees, oh my god. outlining it with a spike of flame. The tree falls gaining momentum as it did. Mudclaw turns to flee, but it's too late. What? His screech of terror is cut off as the tree crashed down on the shore. We just got a duex machina murder? I also was about to joke, like, huh, it'd be so funny if one of the cats got hit by lightning. Instead, we got, like, we've had some wicked deaths in just these past two chapters. Yeah. Two dudes fell off a cliff and broke their necks, and someone just got hit by a flaming tree branch? Or was it the whole tree? It was the whole a tree. A flaming... Electrified... I know that won't hold the electricity, but I want, to, I want still. it to be noted that it was hit by lightning. Tree... I thought I was about to say I'm like oh man I'm ready for Mudclaw to come back for his uh like revenge I mean I guess there's always opportunity for like like a super scarred and messed up Mudclaw to rise from the ashes however I got less faith because we just watched him get squished by a flaming tree which is without any extra lives kind of a hard one to come back from Brambleclaw stumbled forward to firmer ground. The storm began to move away, as if its work here destroying the tree was done. <laughs> the next flash of lightning is over the hills, and the thunder a soft rumble in the distance. Was that? The rain lightens, and the clouds begin to part, allowing for a small amount of moonlight to fall on the lake. Storm clown. Hey, hey storm clown, was that you? Did you just be like, you know what? You guys have been taking way too long. We're going to deal with this ourselves. <laughs> More cats are gathered by the shore. Firestar is there with one whisker and his deputy Ashfoot. Brambleclaw makes his way to them, and together they approach the tree. He spots movement among the branches and prepares to fight again. Hawkfrost scrambles out of the branches. Oh, hey guys. He has Mudclaw's limp body in his scruff. I'm getting deja vu. You know what I'm getting deja vu of? Hmm. Tigerstar. The only thing yeah. is he didn't bring back a body when he was like, hey guys, someone no. died in a really convenient way. It was a rock slide. No, no, he did bring back um, Redtail's body. Oh, yeah. yeah. But however, Redtail, I mean, used to be murder, was then a natural accident, and now this. No. No, 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 no. Redtail was a murder by Tiger Star, and... He said that Oakheart had killed him when Oakheart had died by accident. Ooh. Sorry, got my, like, epic deaths confused. Yeah. Sorry. 
Uh, but oh right, it was like, did he kill Ocart? Yes, but actually no. We we changed that. <laughs> so yeah, this is a but the, however this is a little bit of a flashback because natural accident mixed with murder, and someone. Mm-hmm. Maybe wanting to be the leader, deputy, deputy leader of all clans forever. We got to get a bad guy who wants to do something like, I don't know. I don't want to evade taxes. You know what? Maybe f- <laughs> Fernando had it right. Yeah. Well, Hawkfrost drags Mudclaw's body to one whisker and lays it at his paws. The tree crushed him, Hawkfrost says. His leadership is safe. One whisker bends to sniff the corpse. The clan will grieve for him, he murmurs. He was a fine warrior once. Ashfoot hisses. He betrayed you. As did you, one whisker spat, <gasps> rounding on Hawkfrost. And he's ready to spring at the River Clan warrior. Is his silver tongue gonna get him out of this this time? Or oh, stay tuned. I'm just kidding, we're gonna keep going. Hawkfrost bows his head and Brambleclaw's belly clenches in horror. Hawkfrost admits it, and he asks for One Whisker's forgiveness. What? He truly believed that Mudclaw was the rightful leader of Clan, But StarClan had, has given them a clear sign by sending lightning to destroy Mudclaw. Oh, he's just not even gonna, like, bring up the whole... I suppose the only person oh, who... No. Heard that. Well, and Squirrelflight. Well, I was going to say the only person who could, like, claim it for sure, sure, is dead, dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. man, would have been, you should always invite a second person to go with you to Boy Island. One whisker, Hawkfrost says, you are WindClan's true leader, chosen by StarClan. Do with me what you will. One whisker looks to Firestar, but Firestar just flicks his ears. Like, this no, is man, one no, whisker's no, no, no. problem. You gotta to do solve. this one on your own, bro. Firestar's expression is unreadable. Ashwood tells One Whisker that Hawkfrost is right. He couldn't hope for a better sign. There's no doubt that StarClan has chosen you to lead WindClan. One Whisker raises his head and says he'll be honored to accept his nine lives. Which maybe now he actually feels confident about it, because I think he'd had his doubts too. Yeah. I mean, you know, watching your rival get literally hit by lightning-covered tree on fire i just i i don't want i know the tree was only on fire but i wanted to be noted it was hit by lightning which is very clearly from man that must have taken like a lot of effort for star clan to do because they haven't been doing maybe that's what they've been saving up for yeah yeah that's why they've been so silent they've been working on this one whisker turns back to hawk frost he can't blame him for having doubts or any of the other cats who supported Mudclaw. How can he, when he doubted himself? He forgives Hawkfrost freely, him and all the rest. So One Whisker forgives them all. He's always kind of been a little too forgiving. Yeah. Hawkfrost dips his head and stands back. Brambleclaw goes to his side and brushes his fur against Hawkfrost's. I still have to thank you for saving my life, he murmurs. And Hawkfrost looks at him, a flicker of warmth in his eyes. At least he did one thing tonight he's not ashamed of, he says. Brambleclaw touches his tail to Hawkfrost's shoulder. 
He thought he was following the warrior code by helping Mudclaw. He can't feel guilty about that. Oh my god! Yeah, he can. Boo! Boo! <laughs> More cats appear. Among them is Dustpelt, Brackenfur, Mistyfoot, and Tornier. They gather in a ragged semicircle around the leaders and Mudclaw's body. Look at this! Brackenfur exclaims, jumping onto the fallen tree and padding out over the water. It's like a two-leg bridge, Mistyfoot says. Oh my god. Brackenfur returns to the shore. They can use the tree to reach the island, he says. It's wide enough for everyone to cross safely. They can use it for gatherings after all. We can go to Boy Island! I can't... I, it's actually not Duex Machina because it's literally Scott. It's literally Star Clan. Yeah, there is a force of God control, make like helping us. Yeah, it's Star Clan. Holy cow! I didn't think. I don't. know. You didn't think you'd be able to get to Boy Island. I didn't think Boy Island was going to be a possibility. I'm kind of psyched. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brambleclaw realizes that the last problem with their new home had been solved. Leafpool had found the Moonpool to commune with Star Clan, and now the island could give them a safe place to gather that would belong to all the clans and to none of them. Instinctively, he looks for Squirrelflight. She's standing beside Dustpelt, her former mentor. You know, I just like to think they're BFFs. Yeah, yeah. Begrudgingly, maybe on Dustpelt's part. You know, I think Dustpelt. Uh, no, loves he her loves very it much. secretly, though. No, like he he does the whole like, you, awful child. But you know, I like, will kill for daughter. you. Yeah. I says, oh yeah, he doesn't doesn't have another. He's only got his sons now. So yeah, this is, this is my daughter. <laughs> Brambleclaw takes a step towards her wanting to convince her that Hawcross was telling the truth about why he helped Mudclaw. But her gaze meets his and her eyes narrow. She turns deliberately and stalks away on the lakeshore. Brambleclaw stares after her without moving. Squirrelflight wanted nothing more to do with him. He knows why. She must have seen him speaking to Hawkfrost. Yeah. And he feels hollow inside. Yeah, no, it, it was that. But also she heard what Hawk Ross was saying. You're missing some key details, King. Yeah, dude. I mean, she would also heard what Mudclaw was saying. That's Mudclaw another saying. key detail yeah. we were just missing. The yo-yo is yo-yoing, and I want to get off of it. We're stuck in the yo-yo. Why does she always have to think the worst of the RiverClan warrior? <laughs> He remembers his dream of meeting Tigerstar and Hawkfrost. Which maybe tells you something, dude. But okay. Whether Squirrelflight liked it or not, the three of them were kin. Brambleclaw doesn't share Tigerstar's bad blood. Why can't the same be true for Hawkfrost? Brambleclaw longs to sh- Because Hawkfrost is a bad dude. Sorry, bro. Like, it genuinely sucks. Yeah. Brambleclaw longs to share his victory with Squirrelflight, but knows that as long as she saw only Tigerstar's worst possible legacy in him and his half-brother, that they could no longer have a future together. 
He watches her along the shore, growing smaller and smaller, and he waits until she vanishes among the shadows before he set off for home. Man, like, he always says that. It's like, bro, she's never met Tiger Star. She was born long after his death. You barely met him. Right? But, I mean, Brambleclaw did see his atrocities, which I think maybe should give him a little more of, you know, an edge in the, um... You, you know, think would give him perspective. Department. Apparently not. Yeah. Yeah, like, Hawkfrost never knew his dad. So, you know, that he wants to know his dad. Brambleclaw did know his dad. Maybe he should not want to know him any further. Yeah, so that's the end of Starlight. Well, can't well, we can get to Boy Island. I got to go to Boy Island. I can't wait to get onto Boy Island and see what happens next. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. It hasn't been a fun ride, but it's been wild. Like, no. I'm not having fun, <laughs> but I, I am on this ride. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm psyched to see where we go with, uh, I'm psyched, but I'm sad to see whatever is about to happen with Crowfeather and Leafpool, because, uh, right now I do think their relationship is much more interesting than the continuously frustrating relationship between Brambleclaw and, uh, Squirrelflight, um, because this one, it's, yeah. I understand now why this, this relationship which started out so good gave me everything i wanted is now becoming literal nightmare um uh but and leaf pool and crow feather as much as i'm like like i i I know it's just gonna be bad for everyone involved and it's gonna be like maybe not toxic but just very very like harmful to them both emotionally um because i can't see it ever having a happy ending just from past experiencing experiences and literally the conversation they had, which was, I love you because you remind me of my dead girlfriend. Um, and, yeah. and, but however, what I, I am kind of like in a sick, sadistic way, excited to see how it twists and turns because it's at least going to be interesting. <laughs> it's not just going to be, you, you think I, I'm like my dad. No, I don't. I think your half-brother is a jerk and evil and lying to you. Oh, stop saying how much you hate my dad. That's literally not what I'm saying. Like, I'm not looking forward to that happening uh, 20 more times. Because... I've never seen your dad. If anything, I see you in Hawk Frost. Like, I don't, but he's also don't a jerk. Like, you look like your brother, bro. That's my only point of reference. And also your mom. And your sister still exists. Why are we... Can you please ask your sister what she thinks of your brother? Hey, did you know you also have another sister in River Clan? Like, remember, she's a nun. Also, I think my sister is kind of in love with her. But uh, I actually want him to go and hang out with Mothwing just so his brain can break over right. her atheism. I want them to hang out so that his, <laughs> he can have a mental breakdown. I actually don't He's want him like, to yeah, ever know because you know, he would I saw immediately my dad, tell everyone. 
He's like, I saw, I saw my dad in my dreams, and she's like, God doesn't exist. Our dad no, doesn't exist, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Don't talk to him. Even if my dad was a ghost, I wouldn't talk to him. In fact, I've been having a lot of dreams about him, and I just kept ignoring him because he was a deadbeat and abandoned my mom. Yep. And that's why I don't talk to God. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, I am excited. I'm also excited we're going to get to Boy Island. I'm excited to explore more of this area, but I'm not enthused to know that this is going to probably continue to happen. And would you like some good news? Sure. Brambleclaw isn't a point of view character next book. Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. Oh. We get a little break. I think that's... I think that's needed. I just... Yeah. The, yeah. the emotional inconsistency from going to, this is the worst yeah. betrayal of my life, to now that I heard one sentence from you, oh, I could never question your loyalty again, brother. Like... Somebody who had absolutely nothing to gain from like saying he, this who, has accused you of something. Who and... was indoctrinating you? You were indoctrinating yourself, brother. Like, you were, like, <sighs> you're being emotionally manipulated, which is really not fair for you because you have been going through a lot. But you're making it really hard for me to root for you. And I know that's toxic yeah. because, like, people in these situations who are being manipulated by, like, a toxic person... Or by, like, a literal cult. Like, Brambleclaw is the ideal person. Like, someone in a bad situation looking for answers. Or not even a bad situation. Because he has a lot going for him. But it can happen to people like that, too. So, like... He's emotionally vulnerable He's emotionally vulnerable. And he is just... He's being manipulated. And I know it's, like, mean... He's also a victim in this, but my god, dude, you had a backbone a series ago. What happened? Like, it, it, it's, I'm still flabbergasted. I know this episode is going long, and I know this is a point I've said before, but the further we go, I am just more and more amazed that this is supposed to be the same character as the Bramble Claw from the like journey arc like if perhaps if we had like these questions leaked throughout like oh instead of the like it could have been in addition to the oh am i doing this right am i going to be helping the clans if in addition to that we had kept up with him questioning his like father and stuff maybe this wouldn't Mm -hmm. feel like so like what i thought we did this I guess, well, maybe Hawkfrost has awakened that fear in him again. I, I suppose. I suppose, but. Either way, you know what? I think you, I think you deserve a break. Yeah. I think you deserve a Bramble Claw break. I think we all deserve a Bramble Claw break. I, I feel like, I feel like, you know how there's like literal, like, college level essays written on like Shakespeare's work and characters we could yeah. do that with this series, but specifically like a character study of Brambleclaw. And I yeah. need to, I need to get the errands in a room and I need to know what the thought process was. And I just, 
I don't want to just like use the excuse if it's bad writing or it's like bad character development. It's just like mm-hmm. I-, I feel like it could like so easily work, but it's just not. Well, this is the um, first book of the last half, so maybe we'll uh, we'll finish this in the last yeah. book. You know? I'm just saying, like Crowfeather works. Like Crowfeather's whole mm-hmm. arc, it works. Is it healthy? Or is he in a good mental place? Absolutely no. not. But it kind of works. Like, yeah, but you get it, it works along and his relationship with Leafpool. As much as I don't like it, and it moved way too fast, it 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 does work. It works. It works. In a it bad works in way. a bad way because, like, of course, someone who has lost someone they very much loved might cling and jump into a new relationship too soon. And maybe someone who has no experience mm-hmm. in a relationship would entertain that because, well, wait a minute, maybe I'm missing what? out on something. Like, versus whatever's happening with Brown McCaw. Um, I'm ex- right. I guess I'm also, I am also excited about, Hey, it's been, I'm going to say it, Hawkfrost has become a little more fun. He's become a little bit more of a fun yeah. villain. It's, um, he didn't plan it, but the, um, murder by lightning flame tree, pretty darn epic. I know he wasn't doing that on purpose. Pretty sick. Um, and. Maybe StarClan tried to take both of them out, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm also excited to explore, like, our relationship with StarClan more with Mothwing. Maybe we'll get a little bit of that. Um, mm, maybe we'll. So, overall, it's been a complex book. I know I've complained a lot, but that's kind of my thing. And honestly, it, if anything, this has been a very interesting continuance. So... And mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get boring. Um, if anything, I think it's going to become more unhinged. And I'm ready for that. Uh, folks. Oh, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> if you want to follow along as I continue to apparently suffer from whiplash by being yo-yoed aggressively by, um, if not Brambleclaw, whichever cat we're in the mind of, uh, you can keep in contact with us on Twitter, Instagram at WCWITCast. Or if you want to contact us directly, uh, if you have any information, hi, excuse me, do you have any information on these two uh, Shadow Clan cats who broke their necks? If so, please email us at wcwitcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, the best way you can do that is to share it with a friend and say, hey, this is the end of one book. They're about to go into a new book. It's the start of a whole new series um, in this or not a whole new series, but like a new yeah. book. Uh, it's we're kind of like whole new book. How many books are in this arc? Six. There's six in every. And arc. this is the. We just finished the fourth. So this so is the perfect time five. to have someone jump in because really, I think this is about like things have been buck wild, but if they want to get uh, on the roller coaster before we go off of the big drop, they better get on now. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I think it's gonna be loop de loops and inverted spirals from here on out, folks. Because I'm Ember Heart and I'm Tangle Tongue, and this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?